MLM Nation, episode 665. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Al Nation. Forget taking notes and let's get results instead. Let's get an interested prospect, actually someone who wants to know about you, uh, your product, your business, your service. Hey, let's do that. And the way to do that is you and I prospect together. Hey, we do these sessions once a month. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Khaled Shaf. Hey, Colette, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. So excited. Khaled Shaf came from a humble background where he had to start working at 14 years old to support his family after his dad suddenly died. He worked all types of jobs, ranging from working in the supermarket to selling computer parts. He eventually earned a college degree and had a good job as an engineer until he made a life-changing decision to become an MLM leader. Today, Khaled has built teams of more than 100,000 distributors with millions of customers as one of the top income earners in the network marketing profession. Khaled is married with three daughters and lives out in Dubai. So Khaled, I've given ML Nation a brief background, but please take us back to your, the past. How did you discover network marketing and why did you decide to pursue this full-time? Sure, sure. First of all, I want to thank you so much, Simon, for this great introduction and this great pleasure to have you with you on board the great uh, podcast network, MLM Nation. And yes, network marketing is, is something that so many people misunderstand or they don't know about or they don't know the value of it. When I started back in 1999, I was a university student. I was among the people who've heard about a lot of negative rumors about the industry and blah, 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 pyramids, whatever. And I was one of the very top haters. Actually, I used to make fun of my friends who are talking about this one. You know, I was like the big guy between my group, you know, because my size is big and bold. So I was like the boss of the guys in my friends. And if anyone dared to open such something, I would have beat him up. Until suddenly, I was indirectly invited through uh, an article in one of the official newsletters here in Dubai. And it was in a summer vacation back in 1999. It was like looking for people to work part-time uh, with good computer knowledge and good English accent, certificate is not required. And you know, when we were young, we were looking for any single way to earn extra money. So I was so excited, and I went to that, and I was dressed up, ready for an interview, expecting to be interviewed, but I saw a full, complete presentation. And that presentation that I saw, buddy, it was like, oh my God, my idiot friend, sorry to say that, had made me look at this industry totally wrong because he explained to me the business over a dusty car window, drawing circles, and he just can be a millionaire. So he made me underestimate it. So the first impression that I took was because of the mess-led explanation. But when I saw that presentation in September 1999, you know, I went out and I was looking at everyone in the street with a dollar sign on top of his head. I was so young, passionate, wanted to make that much money 
And I used to know a lot of kids, oh my God, you know, I've never seen this. That's going to be big. So this is how I, I really started or the, the story because I was, I was totally against it. I was totally making fun of my friends. And, you know, as the big guy among the group, no one even there to open the subject because, you know, they're going to be kicked out. Yeah. So once you decide to do it, how did you do? When I started, it was so funny. I was so bad. I remember the presentation finished by 9 p.m. And the person invited me, sat with me from 9.30 until 2 a.m. I was asking him question after questions after questions. And then he was like, you know what? You don't need to join. Fine. You know, I, I, <laughs> I was so keen to know because, you know, as an engineer, we, we engineering people or engineering college, we always know or we think that we know everything. We're the smartest. You know how the engineering people are. We always think that we're the smartest. We know everything. So I really wanted to know all the details and ask all the questions. And when I went back home, I remember it was the, the, the joining fees was around $190 and $99. $99, $190. It's like, you know, $1,000 now, almost the same value. And I was a university kid, never had the money. All what I was just dreaming about and thinking of, how can I get money to get started? And I think, you know what? I need to be smart. Before I'll join, I'll secure five, six people joining with me. Then I'll go and borrow the money. So next day in the morning, I was in my university. After the doctor walks away, we were in a lecture room with around like 50 students. I locked the door. I made everyone sat down. And I did the presentation on the whiteboard. And I knew nothing. And I was so excited. I was like, you know, like a young kid who wanted to buy his new bicycle with that excitement. And I was presenting, presenting it. The guys are laughing and talking. And no one joined. But I felt so, you know, something weird that, you know, you know, this could be the, the miracle, the miracle vehicle that could take me, especially, you know, with, with my tough background. You know, my dad has died when I was 13 years old and I had two brothers younger than me, three sisters younger than me. My mother was like 35 years old. So she was like one of my sisters. And I thought that would be the vital to take us out of this very tough lifestyle. And I can do this beside my study and I can prosper. And I really wanted to do it. And I tried hard and I joined. Uh, I don't want to mention a company name, but it was a, one of the very first companies started back in 90. It was an American company selling computer software. They call it like, you know, computer driving license or whatever. And it started to work good. I started inviting people every day and just like going to the presentation every time I go with five, eight people. You know, I did it with so excitement. And that's some of the part I will discuss later in our interview of what is, you know, this is something that's so special about being really foolish when you start. I mean, with that energy and that excitement, that's the thing when I always look at people who succeed big time. They always build the business like it's their first day with the same kind of passion and energy. And, and that was one of the things that really distinguished me among the others who started with me. Yeah, I but think it was, it was, it was, I think. Yeah, I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make. Uh, they think that they have to know more, more, know more and study before they become excited. But really, it's about enthusiasm on fire. Right. So how did you get that enthusiasm and excitement? 
Uh, especially your engineering background, right? Because you want to study, study, let me study the paper plan, let me study the servers and products before I talk. How can someone, how can someone, what advice can you, how can someone get that enthusiasm when they are new? Okay. Uh, actually, one of the, the things that made me not make big money with a capital M in my first nine years career of network marketing is I was too much engineer. Hmm. Let me tell you what I I wanted to put all those fancy stuff on the presentation. I wanted always to change the system. I wanted always to make the presentation look too much professional with statistics and numbers and figures. And I used to complicate the system because I was thinking that the guy doing the presentation, ah, he's so simple, he's so normal, and I'm much smarter than him. I want to change stuff. And that, one of the things that really made me make money when I work. But when I'm not there, my team does not perform because it was not healthy and it was not a duplicable system. What made me always enthusiasm is like, I believe, <clears throat> see, we've got dreams and we've got compelling dreams. You know, you dream, you're, you're driving, let's say, a Mercedes, you want to drive a Maiva. Or driving a Mercedes, you want to drive a Rolls Royce. Now, if you don't get the Rolls Royce, you are not going to die. You're not going to cry. You're still driving a Mercedes, right? It's still a good car. Take you there. But the compelling reason is something that's much more stronger that push you to fight the status quo and go the over milestone. The compelling reason, I tell the people, is like it's more even more important than dreams. It's the things that you must achieve. And if you don't achieve it, you will get into pain. You need to find those compelling reasons that will get you out of your comfort zone. That when you are just coming out of eight hours work, relaxed in your sofa, watching your TV show, and you're just relaxed. And if your downline call you, hey, Mr. Khaled, I've got two prospects, they're so powerful, I needed to help me close them. What is that thing that will take you out of that comfort zone and make you dress on? Is that company reason? It's not that because you want to buy that Ferrari or Rolls Royce. Is that that thing that if you don't achieve, you will get into kind of pain. So find out the things that, and and that's the reason, you know, because I had a huge company reason. You know, in Dubai, it's one of the fanciest, fanciest or luxury, most luxurious cities in the world, but it costs a lot to live there. You know, like, you know, you can go and stay in two stars hotel, it costs you like $30, but if you want to stay in seven stars hotel, it will cost you $400. So if you want to stay in seven stars hotel, you've got to be paying the price seven stars hotel. So Dubai is one of the fantastic cities to live in, but to live there, you have to be up to the expenses. And I've got a big company reason after my dad passed away, so I was always keen to find and do the extra one and do it. And, you know, when I look at network marketing, man, I look at it is possible to achieve what all my uncles and other people in my family could not achieve in 50 years. I could have do that in three to five years if I just put the hardware, if I put the consistency. And I was always visualizing my life and my family life into a different level because also my dad was a doctor. He was putting us in a good lifestyle. But when he passed away, this kind of struggle, you know, unleashed the genie with that. 
unleash the, the, the power within you and it makes you work more and do whatever it takes. And you were just only looking for a vital. It's not only me, Simon. It's you, everyone. Every one of us have got that desire to live that lifestyle. But we're looking for a vital. So when I found that vital, that's, I can do it. Anyone can do it. If you put the right work, follow the system, then you're there. Then you just need to black yourself. And that was my real enthusiasm. I wanted to prosper. I wanted to live a better life. I want to be, uh, take my sisters and my mother to the same level that my father used to make me. I want to travel the world. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who loves life, you know. I'm an extreme person. I, I hate mediocrity, you know. With all my respect to all mediocres, of course. But for me, I love to do things to the maximum. If I want to work, I'll do it to the maximum. If I want to have fun, I'll have fun until I fall in my face. I love this kind of adrenaline life, not this 50-50 life thing. You know, I don't want to waste my life being a mediocre. Yeah. You know, you brought up two uh, good points. Number one is like, all your, all your dreams and goals are outside your comfort zone, right? That's, I think you pour about. And the second thing is, I think people don't realize that, that we're more motivated by the pain, the fear of loss than the desire of gain. And you brought a great point. Like, you have a car, if you want that Maybach or the Rolls Royce, you don't get it, it's still okay. You still got a car, you can still live, right? But when you're afraid of losing something, that's what really motivates us. I think deep down, we all have something that we're afraid to lose. Absolutely. Yeah, that and, was really one of my strong reasons. Yeah, and I, I think right now, what do you agree? Like right now, during this time, especially the pandemic, you know, uh, things eased up, things are happening, you know, starting to rise up again, or variants, that it's a great time, the best time for our profession because people are free. Like when the economy is good, do you want to, you know, like you said, after a long day at work, go and do more presentations or you want to relax, right? But you're, when you're afraid of losing your job, the motivation is much stronger. Absolutely. Actually, during the pandemic, I used to tell my team, guys, during the pandemic, feeling negative is luxury. You don't have the time even to be negative. You've got to stood on your feet, stand on your feet, mm. because you need really to work hard. At this particular time, where are officially more than 160 million jobs announced, people lost their job, companies shutting down. You know, no one is knowing where is the economy is heading, but at the same time, our industry and e-commerce is prospering. So we don't have time to feel negative. Feeling negative or feeling uh, lazy is something luxury. If you have $10 million in your bank account, oh, you can feel negative and stop working for 10 days or 10 months. It's up to you. But if you don't have that security for the next three years for you and for your family, being negative is something luxury. You don't have the right to. I love that. Hey, you talk about work ethic, working hard a couple of times already. So give me an example of a day you worked hard. So people know, because I think a lot of people think, oh, I want it, I want, I'm going to go all out. They have no idea what's going on. Give me an example of your working hard. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, when I shared this working hard with some of my team, they got scared of some of them, they got switched up. <laughs> so yeah. I, keep, I, I keep the working hard to when, when some of my team achieve a certain level. I start to talk with them about what I call it the stirs of leadership. If you look at all top earners in the world, you all ask them together, what is the most thing that's responsible about 80% of your income? They'll tell you about 90 days campaign. You just go and ask each one of them. You know, I call it the stirs of leadership is like this. When you want to fly a plane, 
tuna, the plane wants to take off. You can ask the pilot. The engine needs to be in 100% third power. If it's 99.99, it won't take off. So the stairs of leadership, as I call it, 90 days campaign, 60 days maintenance. 90 days campaign, 60 days maintenance. So when you kick off, you go for your 90 days plan, the full action power, the full thread move. So you're taking off. Then you maintain, you, you put the thread power. Now when you, you, your, your flight goes to the flying attitude, the engine power goes to almost 50%. So for six months, you put your engine to 50% less and you maintain the momentum that happened in the first 90 days. Now you reach an income level of $1,000 per month, let's say. Now you want to take it to $4,000. You start another 90 days campaign, but this time you're going to pick up three to five people, your serious people in your team, and you put a huge campaign for 90 days. Then you stay for six months maintaining that campaign. So now you put your income level to three to five thousand dollars. You want to take it to fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, you start another campaign. That's what I call about the stairs of future. Campaign, maintain, campaign, maintain. Every time you take the income higher level by starting campaign. If you look at Microsoft, Apple, Samsung, you know, when Apple launches a new iPhone, almost the baby in his mother's stomach before he got born, he knows about that iPhone. I, I, I read, a, you know, I look a lot. You look two months before the launch of the iPhone and one month before the launch of the iPhone. You will always receive SMS, emails, campaigns, videos about Apple. This 90 days has a secret, you know. When you are putting too much concentrated energy into a short period of time, you're creating momentum and success loves speed. So when I work hard, when I talk about working, it's like work hard, but work smart. Yeah, you're a human. You need to live. You've got a family commitment. We're doing this for our family. But I always tell people, you know, you can do it the five years plan or you can do it the three years plan. You want to do it shorter, you know, talk to your family, talk to your wife, talk to your mother. Tell them this 90 days, you're doing something so special because you want to help them build their life. You need to put that concentrated energy, boom, 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 boom. And when I remember, I've been into network marketing for almost now 20 years, 21 years. My last 14 years, I was never even recognized as one of the top 5,000 earners. But only in the last eight years, I've reached even to number 11th earner in the world. Now it's like between 15 and 16. You know, the industry is very passive and moving very well. And when I look seriously, Simon, the reason is that, you know, it just contains. And the last opportunity I started six years back. I remember the first two years, I was almost putting 14 to 16 hours a day. I was doing Zoom calls, campaigns, meetings, hotel meetings, you know, leaders meeting, you know, house meeting. I was doing this, this momentum, momentum, momentum. That it's not a secret, you know, it's like you're just putting this too much momentum in that short period of time, everyone will know about it. And I always tell my leader like this, if you want to know you're a leader, the name of your company should be connected to your name in your neighborhood. When people in your neighborhood, let's say your company is X, and the people in the neighborhood hear about this company X, ah, that's Khaled's company. When your name is connected to your company, then you know you're creating a buzz, you're making a noise, and you're about to make it happen. That's great stuff. Hey, I love the iPhone. 
uh, analogy because I'm a big Apple fan. And actually, um, you're right. They take 90 days. And actually, before they announced iPhone, they always talk about the new iOS, right? They get you excited about it. Then they talk about these, and then, you know, the magazines, they talk about these little features and stuff. So before the phone, like two months before the phone is out, you want one already. And then they slowly, yeah. then they do a big conference to announce it, to show it, but you still can't buy it, right? So <laughs> you're right. And then, they, then afterwards, all the sales come in. So that's a great, great analogy. You've had so many years of experience. What will be your, this is my favorite question. What will be your worst moment in network marketing? To the point, maybe you even had doubts about this, but you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today, Khaled. Actually, I have two worst moments. Okay, and I want our, our people who are listening to us, if you're new to the industry, please try to understand it and don't take it as a negative thing. Just understand the story. The first harsh moment for me was in my first network marketing company. When I just accepted the industry after I was so negative, so skeptical, and, you know, that turns 180 degree to be very passionate about it. Three months that company shuts down. You know, I had that big dream and, you know, I was about to make it. And I remember that company, they had a deal with one of the exchanges here in Dubai called Emirates Exchange. When you receive your first commission check, and let's say I want to sign at this person X, the joining fee is $190, and my, my first commission check was $50. I could go to the Emirates Exchange, I give them my commission check, so now I have to pay only $140. And I remember, after I received my first commission check from that company, I managed to sign up my aunt. And she gave me the money so I can sign her up. And I went to American Exchange. I wanted to pay for her sign-up fees. And I took the $50, my $55 first commission, was deducted from her sign-up fees. So actually, I cashed my commission check from her joining us. Next day, the company shuts down. I felt so painful. I felt like, you know, I took her money. I felt like, oh my God, you know, it was what happening. And it was my first experience. The feeling was so weird. It's like, it felt like the end of the road. And I felt so responsible about her money. I was young. I was like 20, 19, 21, something like this. I was so young and I, I felt so responsible. And she's a mother and blah, blah, blah. And I felt that the whole world collapsed. It's the end of the road. And when I look back at those days, I can tell you guys this. Challenges was always going to come. Always. But the only thing that I can promise you, that life will always go up. No matter what challenges we're going to face. So when I look back then at that time, how big that challenge was, I feel that the whole world is falling down. But right now, when I'm looking at that challenge, it looks to me like a kindergarten. So that was one of the toughest moments. The second toughest moment, I call it my end of phase one in network marketing career. Phase one was called, I call it a job network marketing career. I was doing, I was being an employee networker, not a real networker. It was in 2018, Kuala Lumpur, I was attending one of a big convention for our company, like thousand people and I met one guy he doesn't speak English at all he had a translator he was five years younger than me I was still an engineer project manager because my first nine years I was doing network marketing part-time 
I was a consultant, electrical engineer, one of the biggest consultant companies. And one of the projects I did is the most prestigious and expensive square kilometer in the world. It's called the Downtown Boulevard. It's the one kilometer square around Burj Khalifa, the highest tower in the world. It's the most expensive kilometer. Was that one of my main projects? So I was like in one of the top, the, in, even the consultant company was recognized last year as the consultant of the year. So I was, I was doing good in my engineering job. So when I met that guy, he was 22 years old. I was at that time 30, almost 30. I was a project manager in Dubai, the city of dreams for so many people. And that guy doesn't speak English. And he was making money per month, more than I earned per year as a project manager engineer in one of the biggest consultant companies. And he's not well educated than me. He's not more well connected. And he doesn't even speak English. I was like, something is doing wrong. I've been doing this industry for nine years. I'm engineer, I'm smart. What's going on? And after that event, usually after big events, we have leaders, you know, kind of leaders meeting, leaders gathering. And I remember our chief applying. We were sitting like, we were like almost 80 leaders because I was always the guy who was bringing for the company the big deals, connect them with government, connect them with big shots, and like because of my connection. And we were into that leaders meeting and he called me, hey, Mr. Big Event Guy. Mr. Stage guy. And he was hinting for something that I am someone who's so fancy, who can talk too much, and I can be so good on stage. But my income is 10 times more than everyone else in the room. So when I connected that guy, that I met him with what's going on, I understood I'm not dumb, I'm an engineer. But I am being dumb understanding the industry, which is I wanted to make my own system. You know, you cannot get the McDonald's franchise and mm. say, you know, the Big Mac, it needs more mayonnaise and I have to put two more tomatoes. It's going to be your own donut, not McDonald's, right? <laughs> you can pick the best 10 cook in, let's say, New York. You go to the most, the ten, top 10 fanciest restaurant in New York. You take the master chef, you know those chefs who get paid like $40,000, highly paid chef, elite. Ask those 10 chefs, can you cook burger that is better than McDonald's? They even laugh at you. Like, what the hell you're talking about? Our burger is a signature burger, right? But ask those people a question in a different way. Can you sell burgers more than McDonald's? It is mm. the system, right? So that was what I was missing. And this is the problem of most of the smart guys, the engineers, the doctors, the lawyers, the accountants. They wanted to make the system fancy so it will show that, wow, they talk about something classy. And this will not help them. If your system is not duplicative, if your system is not good for a 12 years old kid, you're not making money. You're only making another network marketing job. So that was the first turnover of my network marketing career in 2008, August, when I went back and I started learning systems, DMOs, duplicable things. When I started learning how to do things that even an average educated person in my team can do. This is when I started to expand. 
So that was the two hardest. I'm sorry for making it long, but that was really the two hardest moments because it touched my heart. I really, <laughs> I really now, are you, you're an amazing storyteller, and all leaders are great storytellers. I enjoyed that. The, um, what, how important is consistency to success? Okay, consistency to success, it's not important. Without consistency, there is no success. Hmm. It's the only element you need in your life to be successful. I always, you know, tell people in my team, some people try to build network marketing business like how I used to lose weight. You can see my beautiful six packs, right? <laughs> I'm overweight. You know, I used to be a bodybuilder. I was a very fit guy. And, you know, when you're working out, you can, you go back home and you eat too much, but it doesn't matter because you're burning. But when I started network marketing and engineering, I had no time for working out. So I kept on eating, but I stopped working out. So I grow my weight to 140 kg, eight years back. So I said, you know what? No, I have to start making diet and losing weight. Then since 2008 until 2020, almost 12 years, I've tried all diet programs. Keto, every kind of diet programs. But you know what was the reason? I grew from 140 kg to 201. Why? In some months, I used to spend two months, two months, okay, eating nothing, just salad and water. And I used to lose 10, 20 kg. But on the third month, I miss my fat rocker burgers. I need that cheese steak. You know, I want that extra jalapeno in my... And for three to five months, I start to eat twice more than I am. I put the wall. Then after five, six months, I'm excited. I want to lose weight. You can never build network marketing business sometime. You can do it full-time or part-time. But you need to choose a consistent system three to five years to start seeing real results. It's not a lottery. It's a business. You build it consistently. You know, and I know, and all the leaders know, Simon, that all the training in the world that has been designed from different ways are all designed to guide the people to one thing, is to be consistent. Because when you're consistent, game over. You're that. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program that help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training, coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, thank you so much. You've been an amazing show. As we wrap up, collect some quick questions to pick your brain. Sure. And these can be quick one sentence. Okay. Um, first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Make your decision based on your vision, not your history. I like that. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Stubborn and consistent. 
What's the best piece of advice you ever received? If you want to have a million dollars in your bank account, the million dollars should be in your mind first, your mindset. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Do you do a one-on-one? Do you do a, a Zoom? Do you send a video link first or add them to a social media group? What do you like? Of course, one-on-one and life are much more effective, but what is more duplicable is tools. I love using tools, company videos, team videos, webinars, because the tools makes you look professional and duplicable. What is your favorite app? Aside from Facebook or social media, uh, Instagram, what's your favorite app on your phone? I'm, I'm using YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Zoom, uh, webinars, uh, uh that's mostly the things that we're using. WhatsApp, of course, Telegram. What's one or two, oh, what's two or three books you could recommend? Who Moved My Cheese mm. and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Awesome. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yep. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You didn't even know your family. You didn't know your, your contact list was zero. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to meet prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? 4.2 billion prospects over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll just apply the social media strategy and I can add 10 prospects every day. And I've seen your social media training. It was fantastic, fabulous. I love it. You're just putting some great strategy for people to get into social media. And social media today is like the easiest way for people who are entrepreneurs, like people who feel shy to connect with people. So it's, it's a great tool. Social media definitely is the solution. Where would you go specific on social media? Um, I'm focusing mainly on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. That must be the third. I'm trying to be... You know, more in TikTok, you know, it's like my daughters are more, they're teaching a little bit, bit more. But, you know, I've seen big success in TikTok, but I need to do some of those kind of dance and be I'm <laughs> trying for my daughters, you know. But maybe I'm focusing on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words or advice, Khaled? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Uh, first, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash c slash Chat, or you can find me on Instagram at kshark911 or even my Facebook. If, you know, I've got all the trainings and all my tools I share it with everyone because I know that we have a great industry and I believe our industry is one of the most ethical industries for people who doesn't have the choice to achieve their goals. Because more than 97% of the people worldwide, they don't have the capital to start their own business and achieve the dream. And this is the right way to do it. And this is the best way to do it. If you're passionate enough, believe in yourself, you can just do it. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Khaled Shaf. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab and the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom or the links to connect with Khaled will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So, Khaled, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And thanks a lot for your great, great interview. Thank you so much. See you in the talk.
Hey, MLM Nation, I would love to prospect together with you and also help guide you on what to say, how to reply back to your prospects so that you can get your next customer or rep this week. You want to know how? Just go to PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, MLM Nation, Simon Chamber, recap here for an amazing show from Colette Schaff. Tons of nuggets of wisdom here. You can see the experience in network marketing, sharing the up and downs. I think one of the biggest things is like the misconception of the profession. If you do wrong, you know, if you're doing a wrong, uh, wrong presentation, right? That he went to a presentation, wasn't he used to make fun of his friends, but once he saw a real presentation, everything changed. And I think he spent a lot of time talking about this. It's like, hey, I share this all the time. You know, all your dreams and goals are outside your comfort zone. If you want something you never have, you got to do something you've never done. You got to step outside that comfort zone, right? And your why, going back to the why, why sometimes you're not putting that work is the pain. Pain actually gets us to do things more than the desired gain. The fear of loss, right? Fear like afraid to lose your job, afraid to uh, not be able to do this for your kids, right? That drives us more than, hey, I want to have a bigger house. I want to have more money. I want to do this. Oh, I want to get out of debt, right? That's not very motivating, right? Because end of the day, this business requires hard work. He shared about this, you know, 90-day campaigns and then six months maintenance, 90 days of campaigns, right? So what is your fear of loss that's, that's motivating? You know, for me, my fear of loss was I didn't want to live the same life as my dad. You know, my dad... Uh, God bless him. I love him very much. He did the best for his family, but he never had much time with us, right? I always wanted to play ball, go to sports with him, never had a chance. So that was my fear. And also, I want to set the example. I don't want my kids to lose respect for me because I quit. I ran away from challenges. That was my fear. That actually get, got me going more than, I tell you, more than like the desire of time freedom, time with the kids was the fear of not being the dad I wanted to be. Right. So what is the fear that drives you? Because that is what's going to get you outside that comfort zone, that pain, that pain. And, you know, when you're at the time feeling negative is a luxury. Right. I love what he said. Being negative is a luxury. You have no time for that. You got to go out there and make, the, make it work, work those long hours, work on the income producing activities, work on the DMOs. You know, um, another thing that Colette shared was this is some, similar to me when I struggled my first couple of years, too. You know, actually. I was making a part-time income, but never got to the top, was wanted to make things better, right? Like the engineer uh, in you, That I think deep down, we all have the engineer part of us, but I think engineers are worse. Uh, I do have an analytical side of me. You know, adding things to the presentation, adding more information, adding this, adding that to the presentation, where, yeah, you may close someone, but it's not duplicatable, right? You're talking about the systems, the systems that you work. It's not about making the better burger. It's like, how who can sell more burgers? That's the key, right? You can make a better burger than McDonald's, but can you sell more burgers than McDonald's, right? It is about the systems and the income producing activities and how to get most of you people going quickly. So Colette always just talked about consistency. I love what he said. Without consistency, you can't succeed, right? It's the only element you need. Uh, you, gotta be, you can be part-time, full, uh, full-time, but you got to do it all the time. I love that. Part-time, full-time, but you can't not do it. You got to do it all the time. Great stuff. We talk about being the um, millionaire. You got to be in the mind first. A lot of great nuggets there and the best advice you've received. Uh, tons of stuff. Anyway, I'll let you go listen to this show again. It really is about, I want you to think about this, right? Edge, uh, maybe you don't even need to listen to the show. I want you to think about this, is what is the pain that you want to avoid? 
that often is a better motivator, right? The fear of loss. What are you afraid to lose? And I know, for example, I was afraid to lose time. I was afraid to lose. Uh, I felt, you know, it sounds silly, but at that time I was younger. I was afraid I was going to get old and not live the life and go down the path my dad did, right? What is your, your fear of loss? Make that the motivator. Make that the goal. And that gets you going to stay consistent on your income producing activities. Hey, great show. Go to mlnation.com. Go on the show, uh, show notes page. The little podcast happened there. You can connect with him. Check out what he's doing. Also, hey, please subscribe. Leave us a review. I really appreciate it. I read the reviews so I can find ways to improve it as well. And uh, thank you for listening. Go take action. Find out what is your pain and stay consistent. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. Go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.